Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's James White. Genesis 9, verses 8 to 17, I'll read it out. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I'm making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all the generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. As I mentioned, this is, in fact, God's first covenant in the whole of the Bible. And uh, for those a little unsure, including myself, when I read this passage, a covenant is basically a legal agreement, some sort of contract. Now, I admit I don't often think much about legal contracts, uh, and I don't know whether there are any lawyers here with us, and I don't want to um, disrespect you at all. I'm sure it's very important work, but I don't normally think of legal contracts as being the most exciting topic. Maybe to you, uh, contracts are a bit of a kind of necessary evil. They're a way to stop ourselves from uh, getting into trouble or facing ridiculous lawsuits from people. Or maybe you see them as an active constraint on your life. They're negative. They, they force us to do things like go to work, pay our bills, uh, keep to the rules of the road. But of course, there are some contracts that are fantastic news. What about a contract confirming that you are set to inherit millions and millions of pounds after the death of a very long lost relative who you'd never heard of? Or what about the contract of marriage, the covenant of marriage, that promise from a spouse that they will love you for as long as they live? And in fact, when the Bible talks about God's covenants to us, It often uses these kinds of images to help us understand what's going on and to make the point that this is a fantastic covenant. God's covenant is incredibly good news. The Bible says it's just like the promise of an inheritance, like a promise confirming that you will receive something infinitely incredible in the future. And it's also like a marriage covenant. It's a promise that the Lord will be with us through all the circumstances of our life, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer in sickness and in health. And in fact, the Bible talks a huge amount about God's covenant with us. It's a constant thread through all of scripture. And interestingly, over time, God's covenant expands in scope to cover more and more people. His first covenant is this promise that we read here to Noah following the flood. But then, as you might know, in future, he extends his covenant to Abraham then to the Israelites, and then finally to the whole church. And in the same way that it expands in who it covers, it also expands in what it covers. 
One interesting thing in this passage is that actually God's covenant he makes to Noah is quite narrow. All that God does is commit never to destroy him again with a flood. He could destroy him in many other ways, but all he's saying is, I won't destroy you with a flood. Read verse 15 again. God says, I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. But then later to Abraham, God's covenant becomes a bit broader. It's a promise to give land and descendants and a kingdom to Abraham and to his offspring. Then later in the Old Testament, God shares his covenant with Jeremiah. And at that point, as you might know, God promises to write the law in their hearts and he promises to be their God and for the Israelites to be his people. And then supremely, as we all know, God shows his covenant most fully through Jesus Christ. And through his death at that point, God promises a total, intimate, eternal relationship with him, freed from sin and suffering and death. Hebrews 9 says this, Therefore Jesus is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. So that's the the story of the Bible. Um, But for people like me who uh, don't understand or love legal contracts, how can we get excited about this sort of thing? Well, I actually think at times of deep uncertainty and stress, maybe especially like the past few years, the concept of a promise, a fixed covenant from God, is particularly important. Why? Well, let's go back to the legal contract analogy. When a legal contract most useful, well, they're relevant when the situation is most unstable, when you don't know what's going to happen and you're trying to protect yourself from harmful outcomes, when you're trying to give yourself security during a difficult time. Suppose as a quick example, you're self-employed and you're really struggling financially. You're short of work, your bills are racking up, you don't know what you're going to do. And then, suddenly, you receive what you were dreaming of. An amazing contract, offering work, that gives you regular, ongoing, well-paid, secure income. If so, that's a fantastic contract. Why? Well, at that point, you needed it most. And then you have this written, fixed promise you can hold on to. And so let's apply that to God's covenant with us now. As we know, we live in a deeply uncertain, unstable, volatile world. There are so many forces outside our control, many of them evil forces that work against us, fight against God's will. And if we admit it, so much of the time they seem to win. And often we feel so weak to fight against this. We are weak in a global sense. We cannot influence in a real and fundamental way, all of global history, but also in a very personal sense. Every day we are called by Jesus to meet very, very high standards. In fact, he calls us to be perfect. And yet every day, I know, we fail to meet those high standards. And in this context, it can be so easy to doubt. Is God really going to save the world? Is he really going to save me? Can he really change me? Is he really going to overcome everything that is evil and wrong. And in that context, a covenant from God is so, so wonderful. It is his promise to us, set in stone, written in blood. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. You are forgiven. Your inheritance is secure in me. 
Charles Spurgeon once said this, settle this in your heart. Whether I am up or down, the Lord Jesus is the same. Whether I sing or sigh, the promise is true and the promiser is faithful. Whether I stand on the summit or am hidden in the veil, the covenant stands fast and everlasting love abides. So however your day goes today, God is faithful. Even when we are not, his covenant will remain. On the back of James's talk this morning, we prayed for specific moments in our days where we need to know um, God's covenant promises of his faithfulness to us and the hope that we have in him. And we all shared um, in the chat um, those specific moments. Then we all prayed for each other for that. And we also prayed Hebrews 10 verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful.